Good morning, good morning, good morning. Wake yourselves up. It's Elevate and Excel, episode four. We're in the virtual building, um, Rise and Shine. I'm with Shanika, my amazing co-host. Good morning, Shanika. Good morning, Els. Thank you for making me wake up at hours that I don't wake up. Breakfast is the most important meal um, of the day. It's actually it's actually a, a time where you can replenish your glucose uh, intake and, and levels. Um, it's actually called breakfast because you break the fast from the night. That's what yeah. I read. So I don't break my fast until the afternoon. So well, I'm trying to encourage um, you great people to join us early <laughs> in the morning for our Macchiato Monday show. Uh, I'm with the PG Tips this morning. As you see, I've got my baguette. I'm sure you guys can have whatever you want, um, a pastry, a hot chocolate. A herbal tea. Herbal tea, you know, for the uh, for the cleaner guys, the vegan living guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. This morning, we have um, a really, really, really special guest, um, a very special friend, a very special sister to both of us, to both me and um, Shanika. Um, she is a content creator. Uh, she's been a content creator for many years, I believe since almost since she left school, more or less, in her adult life, more or less, a content creator in her adult life. Um, and we have a, I'm gonna say inspiring youth leader uh, she is none other than Cyan Milanese, aka Nara Mills. Cyan, thank you for joining us this morning. I really appreciate you coming on so early. Thank you for having me, family. It is truly great to be here. You've 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 helped me to kick into the routine I'm supposed <laughs> to be in. So I'm grateful. Trust me. You know, well done, Elliot. Well done. This <laughs> is this is this is a familiar episode because we've had numerous conversations together in um mm. in our own time without any rec- the best conversations i always say are the ones where there's no recording there's no camera there's no audio device mm. they're the type of conversations that that are the, the real ones to treasure that i wish i could record um science yeah. someone I've, I've spoken to quite a lot over the years um and if we are speaking in literal terms she is or would be considered as my youth leader um and she's a very trustworthy person um to speak to so yeah it's, it's good to have you on that. side we'll probably get you one more in the, in the future but we'll, we'll kick off we'll kick off today um so first things first um we're going to talk about your um journey as a youth leader mm. um there's a there's a big conversation today around um around youth in London, especially, um, opportunities, crime, um, education, just everything uh, like surrounding youth. 
there's there's so much speculation and so much uh, back and forth between politicians and political parties. So mm. I, I wanted to talk firstly about how you got into um, working with youth and how you started your okay. youth career. Yeah. Okay, so um, to be honest, I feel everything began, as you mentioned, about me creating content pretty much from when I left school. And um, yeah, I would say that's just part of something that I do, whether I'm directing, whether I'm working with youth, creating content and facilitating programs is something that always comes out of that. Um, and I think that really began for me being a young person myself. Um, I think from as young as I can remember, if I saw a problem, I always thought, how can I fix it? What can we do to rally together um, and change it? You know, from as young as primary school yeah. saying, <laughs> we want a stage in the playground and being on school council, we want to be able to wear trousers <laughs> as council. girls, you know, mm. and petitioning for why we should be able to wear trousers first in the winter and then all year round and actually seeing some of those things come to pass. Mm. Um, and I say that because I think, especially when you are growing up, we might not always realize it, but it's really important for young people to have those small wins. Mm. Um, because the earlier you have them, the more it kind of allows you to realize that your voice can be heard yeah and can build that confidence in you to then go forward and lead so when i properly got into youth work i would say it was at university um i was at the time 19 um but i decided again i realized that there was a lack of creative activities yeah going on for the students um there was a theater group or a drama group there was a particular music group but again a lot of um if i'm honest a lot of the content was just very eurocentric yeah um, what, what do you what do you mean by that so um we live in a country that is predominant well it's very multicultural now but it's right oh, I'm, with you, I'm with you I'm with yeah you. so a lot of um and, it, and it's and it's not to say that you know Black people only listen to one style of music, white people only listen to one style of music or have one way of doing things, etc. Mm. But the way in which um, the arts were facilitated at my university yeah. was just very one, very, very Eurocentric, very just one way. Um, and we did have the ACS as well, but the African Caribbean Society. But again, that then kind of made it like, you were to only join this thing if you're African and Caribbean and just all these stuff. So um, I started my own society called the Expressive Society and um, through that built my platform or built a platform, should I say, for creatives called Evac Create, which was all about um, escaping the barriers in your current surroundings mm. to create something new. Um, and through that, we did drama workshops, we did music workshops, we did writing for performance, which is more your spoken word yeah. um, for people like Shanika. <laughs> yeah, um, and we would put on showcases and productions within the university, but also within the surrounding areas. Um, and I think that was the first, yeah, I, I had a couple experiences before that because I did work with the ACS as well and become the arts captain there, which mm. kind of segued me into starting my own platform. But I think it was it was those 
formative those were my formative years if you like yeah um at university that kind of then took me to a point to see this as something that I wanted to continue um when I got back with young people creating spaces creating opportunities um to work together really and and create you know something really good that we put our effort and time into but that was representative of who we were who you were yeah new stuff creating new stuff that Mm. probably hadn't been done before um when you said um it was kind of a eurocentric vibe do you think that's down that was down to the university that you were at the area that you were i mean i'm gonna say no um you're saying that it was purposely you think it was purposely set up that way I think, I'll, I'll say the uni as well. I went to Hertfordshire. Now, yeah. anyone who's listened to this who went to Hertz, especially when I went 2011 times. Right. You know, there were a few unis that, we're just on the outskirts of London. Yeah, yeah. Like Ground Central, so right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you literally pass Hendon, North mm. London, and you're you're in Hertz. So, right. you know, I think there were... As I said, we had the African Caribbean Society, which did a lot of um, events and, and things at the time. But you see, what the what um, what a potential issue is sometimes is that something is set up in an area to make up for the lack of diversity or the lack of diversity right. and programs, but it's still set up just for Black people. Do you understand? Review. What so because of that, it's like the rest of the uni was whitewashed and then you just had this little pillar in the community for black people, black culture, black things, but it never went beyond that. So now one, if you weren't black and you came to these things, people looked on you a certain way because it was almost Mm -hmm. like, this is our space, you know, without people realizing, hold on, other people might want to learn about African and Caribbean culture. Um, But then also as a result of that, it was limited to African and Caribbean culture. Mm. Um, And also, you know, I won't go too much into ACS, but there are, there are sometimes, um, there have been issues, should I say, sometimes in the way things were run. And we just wanted a fresh space that was neutral ground, that anyone could come to, but that we, you know, you were united by your creativity and no matter the art form, no matter the genre, because we had, I mean, if I was to play you back some of our our old stuff, we had showcases where we had um, the university classical, um, I don't even want to get their name wrong, but basically, Yeah, I don't want to get their name wrong. But yeah, the, the classics, yeah. yeah, we would we started off, we had a Valentine's show. It started mm. off with um with that the, the the instrumentalists or the musicians, should I say, um, all from a classical background, yeah. you know, playing on their classical instruments, but they were able to vary what they played. So they played some classical, they played some jazz. And then we kind of segued into other genres. Versatile, versatile. Right. So, and again, we kind of pushed them to be, we were like, oh, it's cool that you guys are classical, um, but could you guys play this? Could you play that? And, you know, if we look today, we've got people like um, the hip hop violinist and, you know, all these people coming out that are fusing genres, fusing art forms, and people really love it. So again, with that concept of evacuating your current surroundings to create something new, it was about, 
how do you break free from what people expect of you? Yeah. How do you break free from, you know, what is society's norms and create something that's new, create something that's um, diverse or versatile or experimental? Exactly. So um, that, that was really, that was something that even when I go back and I speak to people today, they really valued because, you know, I'd, and I'm not saying this to blow our trumpet or anything, yeah, yeah, but go on. I've never actually experienced a platform or a, or, a, or a space where it was so diverse and genuinely you had, you know, people from different cultures, backgrounds, ethnicities, all, all together, but genuinely, genuinely, genuinely on the same page. Yeah, I'm with you. Does, does that make sense? I think sometimes we have platforms where um, you go somewhere, but you know, one one group of people or one culture is really lifted up more than another. Um, and that's not to say that, you know, it was equal amounts of black, white, Asian people or anyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just that the culture, the fit together, everyone was just on the same page and and it was just it was just like a it was just you know what the only other place i can think of where i've experienced anything similar and even then sometimes people outweigh others is church yeah yeah it's That's literally church. because when elliot talks about you being a youth leader mm. a big part of that is because you're a youth leader at church so for those of you listening who don't know because you know mm. we've got to do that we've got to make it accessible we, the three of us, are all part of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. And they have different kind of, what would we call it, departments in the churches. And one yeah. of the youth department, because, you know, it's important to kind of serve the needs of different ages of people. Because we know different ages have different needs and different things going on. And Sian is the youth leader of the youth department at our church. How did that come about? And yeah. how is that role for you? Okay, so... As I've mentioned, uni, big part of my life. Loved it so much, stayed there seven years, did my masters, got a job, everything. And the time came for me to come back, um, which at first, I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't wasn't happy about. <laughs> what, coming back, coming back to London? <laughs> yeah, because my contract ended and I used to work now at the university oh. as a resident assistant, watching over, you know, students implementing some of these things that I'm talking about but mm. truth be told it was time for me to move um again God God wanted me to do more and I couldn't within the space I was in I'll mm. be real yeah. so I came back and I remember coming to church I, I don't remember it being a specific day I just remember coming to church over a period of time and coming to church and I'm seeing like two three young people and and for us I'm saying young people, I'm saying like 16 to 30 year olds, maybe, maybe, yeah, 16 to 30 year olds, maybe 16 to 25, yeah? Yeah, 25. Because maybe them times I probably didn't know some people who were 30, but I did definitely know some people up to like 28, right? So um, I'm coming and I'm like, where is everyone? Mm. Because for those who don't know, our church is a big church. Our church has always been a thriving church. If you look at Mm. pictures of us lot, Back in the day, it's always a big group. There's always big groups. <laughs> it was it's a pack. Group. It was a pack. It was just it was a pack. It was that many. It was a pack. Right. Was so many faces, right? Mm. Right. So for me to come 
and I'm seeing two or three people and it's not even always the same two or three, but it's the group is no bigger than six. You understand? Mm. My thing was like, okay, what's going on here? And as I said, I'm coming with my, I'm coming with my um, university society hat on. I'm coming with my arts captain hat on. I'm coming with a, with a kind of activist kind of attitude now. Do you understand? Because of that's what I've been, that's what I've cultivated Mm -hmm. the last six or seven years. So when I've come now, I'm looking, I don't know. I just had it on my heart to do a retreat. Yeah. I just felt like if we just could get together, if we could just go away together, we could build relationships. Because so much of why people aren't together is because you don't have no relationship. Mm-hmm. Were you the youth leader at that point? I wasn't the youth leader at that okay. point. So you just decided to do it. I just felt like we needed to do it. And I remember one time, uh, the current the youth leader at that time putting out a message saying, if anyone has any ideas for programs or anything, to get in touch. And I'd who, reached who out. Was, who was the youth leader at that time? Um, it was Namdi Mbunwe okay. at the time, yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, again, growing up with us, um, and again, wasn't experiencing much engagement. And I just felt like we needed to have a retreat. And I started to just ask people, um, what is it that, you know, if we had a retreat, would you come? What would you want to see? Blah, 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 blah. Um, and I was expecting some people to say no and give their reasons. And then we'd mm-hmm. go back to the drawing board. But honestly, everyone I spoke to was like, wow. Everyone was on it. That sounds amazing, you know. Yeah. Not gonna lie, Shanika wasn't on the climbing frames and nope, the activities. Um, <laughs> but you know, she most, turned up. She turned up. She didn't no, turn didn't. up. No, oh. she didn't. But she 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 turned Safety. up to the group stuff at church. Oh, when we organized certainly. meetings and stuff to start putting things in motion, she did mm. turn up and bring her ideas. So we, I guess, I wasn't really too. Mu- I wasn't too worried about people who just didn't want to do the active that, part. Do you yeah. understand? But the main part was trying to draw in people who were just like, I'm not on it. Do you understand? So I guess, I guess um, you weren't you I guess you weren't even surprised that shock like pe- people were on it. As soon as you put the word out that that was happening, everybody I, I was, was shocked. happy to do it. Oh you was? Okay. I was shocked because I don't know. Maybe this I guess my thing was has no one else tried to do this or has I don't know has like this is too good to be true yeah. yeah so when everyone's like yeah 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 that sounds good young old people that don't even mix together like mm-hmm. everyone's on it the next step is now how do we get the church to agree to this because in my head it literally seemed so simple we plan a weekend we book a <laughs> we book a location Everyone pays them like guys, you know, money wise, we're thinking like somewhere between like 60 and 100. Is that good? Everyone's like, yeah, 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 that's cool. And literally that first retreat we managed to do, thank the Lord, prayer and yeah, hey, some serious stuff. But literally, yeah. I think we had two or three weeks before we were supposed to go that it got booked. And it's yeah, crazy. Time to spare. We had, it was a tight time, but everyone mm. paid their money and we're, we're just in time. Yeah, and what was really interesting is when we when we went on to do it future years, right? We struggled to secure the dates that we wanted. Yet for this very first one, the date we wanted was available. Mm. Do you understand? And the reason I was going to stress be. that is I feel like exactly when something is just, 
when something needs to happen there's a difference mm-hmm. between a need and a want and when a something want. needs to happen yeah god makes the provisions whether you're whether you've done it before or not whether you've got three weeks to go three months mm. to go or three days to go yeah. do you understand it sure. was available mm. it was available so yeah that's where it all began and then from there um the current youth leader he was moving on um and he was moving area and had other things going on in his life and he basically asked if i would take over um as the youth leader um and put put me forward and yeah the rest is history as people like to yeah see. That, that's a that's a that's a great um a great story um of how you became the youth leader mm. i'm gonna slide I'm going to slide um, myself into that same story. Right, right. I I, I was, for whatever reason, uh, here, there and everywhere. I was mm. traveling a lot and whatnot. It's here, there and everywhere. Um, doing good things, but unfortunately not, not, not being able to attend church. Mm. And I remember I came back one Saturday and there were just so many, so many youth there. There weren't mm. so many youth before, as, as you said, there weren't yeah. so many youth. So I came back and there, everybody was there, and I heard that I heard that Namdi is no longer the youth leader, signs the youth leader. So I was like, ah, this is just they call it in football a new manager bounce. Everyone's just mm. here because because someone someone's new, the vibes right, picked up right, a little bit. Right. So and I was like, this this will fade off soon. Um, mm. Then suddenly, like there was like this new sort of, and I've told you like a million times, there was this new sort of togetherness that I could feel, some new sort of vibe in the area where thirteen-year-olds. Mm were talking to like 23 year olds yeah like yeah like a brother like you look at um charles god rest his soul mm. and Clavelle, like mm. how that came about it that was the result of how the you community bought, how you brought that community spirit back to the youth department do you think um like in terms of your challenges have you found it difficult in bringing people together did you have some sort of method behind that or did it just happen so three things I want to touch on. Um, first of all, I have to say it, not to even nothing, but it's God bringing people together. Yeah. Right, <laughs> he's, he's, he's using me as a vessel, but trust me, mm. there are days when it's not happening. Mm. There are days when it's not happening. And why I'm saying that as well is because I think sometimes even us as humans, we can become complacent and think, well, we've got this, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think at that point in my life, um, and even when I took it on, a few things happened and it was literally like, I don't know, the 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 petition I, I had, like, God, please do something because I physically cannot, do you know what I mean? Mentally, mm. so much was going on so much was going on and um even at the time I was coming out of a relationship and you know there's things that I was I was doing that I just didn't feel were reflective of who I wanted to emulate for yeah. Christ and who I felt I needed to be for the youth but yet that year was powerful that was literally one of them years where it's like and I'm talking this is like 2018 now um mm. I became the youth leader 2018 yeah middle of the year and it was literally like I'm at rock bottom, but yet this thing is thriving big yeah. time. Do you understand? Um, but going back to the challenges. Okay, so when I was at uni, um, I have to give it to ACS. 
when I was in ACS, we had this thing where we had, if you like, little mini departments, little mini teams. So you had the arts, the arts team, you had the um, the promo team or the, the street team. They did the marketing. Right. You had the events team, and you had uh, the media team. So when I came back, my thing was kind of okay. Using a similar kind of model, how can we find out people's interests right. and and gather them together based on their interests and then allow them to work for God in that way. But that's also a way to obviously build relationship in those yeah. groups as well. So you mentioned Charles and Clavel, that's how they met one evening in December. Um, Cause Clavel only started coming back to church them times as well. Yeah. And we had um, a night for everyone to kind of decide what projects they might like to get involved with and what, what particular team they might like to join. Um, and Clavel and Charles both joined media. They're both interested in media. Mm. And it's it's crazy because that week, the next day Clavel had a shoot and later that week I had an event and Charles came to help out at both. And literally from that, from, from I think what's important is it's the stuff you're doing in church, but then because we now know each other's interests, we can do to get to we can do things together outside. Do you understand? So yeah. because they had those those two things together that week, from there they just started to build a rapport. Literally, just mm. it was built like that. I remember another time we did um, we looked at love languages, and everyone found out their love language, and then you randomly selected someone, kind of like a secret Santa. Yeah, you got someone. And whoever you got, you had to do something with them in their love language. That's cool. Um, so Clavel and Kavan, they, I don't know if they both got each other, but they both, they both had the same love language, which I think was quality time. That's cool. So they'd never really been speaking them times, but they had a phone call together. They spent 30 minutes an hour just kind of having an ask me anything type of combo. Mm. And from that, they started to build a relationship. Do you understand? Yeah. So it's, I think the finding out your, your for anyone out there who's maybe having a similar, whatever, um, similar struggle or trying to bring people together, what's, what's, what interest do people, do people have? You know, it's not so much about age, but if you can find similar interests, then you can start to mentor. You can start to have those, those um, conversations that lead to relationship. It may not build overnight, like those ones kind of did. Yeah. Um, that's partially based on, you know, people's personalities as well. But mm -hmm. it's not to say that you plant, you don't plant a seed that begins to, to flourish and, and, and turn into something really beautiful. And I think it's also poor little things you've also done as well that have helped able things to happen. So not just things like, you know, finding an interest. It was little things like when you did it was like a speed dating kind of thing one day you kind of organized yeah. and i remember speaking to someone called nathaniel who is i'm sure a good like probably 10 12 uh, is he 16 now good 12 years the time, younger than yeah good 12 the time years like younger, good 12 years younger than me mm. and i just spoke to him just like a one time there and i think i was one of the first people he spoke to properly and just from that little one conversation, because he was, and he was hardly speaking to me, because I was just like, I can't hear a thing you're saying. Like, can you speak up? Because what are you saying? I was at my usual sneaker self. I was like, what are you saying to me? I cannot hear you. You don't speak up. And like, whenever I saw him, I'd always just have to start chatting, like, you're all right, and be like, yeah, can you speak up every single time? 
and was able to cut that relationship with him just from that one conversation like simple little things like this engineering those spaces people to kind of I guess kind of collide who would who would always mm. be in a kind of entity before yeah or things there that it's just like yeah like it, That's it's a- nice it's an interesting method that you that, that you that you did. I would have never thought of that in in a million years. What what is what what is your love language? <laughs> it's so my love languages are words of affirmation mm-hmm. and acts of service. Uh, it used to be words of affirmation and quality time, but I'll be honest, I don't have time. I don't have like quality time for me. Literally, is why it's acts of service now. If you can help me with something, I'm already doing. Yeah then I'm in love with you, literally. Like, <laughs> I, I have built relationships with people in the last couple of years simply because I can think of one person right now and they know this. Um, when I had that same event that Clavel and Charles helped me with, they came round um, and, and I had some goodie bags I needed to prepare and some volunteer um, uniform stuff. And they came round and they helped me write it all out, cut it all up, get everything sorted. And we were not that close at that time, but I was like, oh my days, like you're a lifesaver. Like mm. that to me just touched my heart because I have so many things to do. And I think, you know, this is a completely another conversation, but it is a challenge of being a youth leader is that um, a lot of people won't get it. A lot of people won't understand you have so much on your plate. You yeah. have a job, you have mm-hmm. a family, you have your social life, and then you have yeah. this 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 melting pot of mm-hmm. of so many beautiful young people who, mm-hmm. yes, they're a collective, but yes, they're individuals. Yeah. And you and you want to kind of give as much as you can, but it's it's draining and it's mm. it's you know mm-hmm. there's so many things going on. So when I have people around me who understand that or do their little bit to to check in make sure i've eaten or make sure like my mom bought me a hot drink this morning like Mm. she don't have to do that and you know i'm not i'm not in that way where you know my mom does everything for me it's not adapting (laughs) at all do you understand but she understands that once i start now at seven i'm gonna have so many things going on so she really um that's just something that she does that she's you know she's gone and done for me do you know what i mean which is makes a big difference so i just feel people understanding hey that is a challenge right there trust me that's a big level of love yeah they think you just don't want to spend time with them and it's not that but i'm just putting it out there for anyone listening if we're gonna spend time together to me quality time is jumping on something that's i'm I'm doing that's happening Um, not just because you're helping me out but the things that I'm doing, I believe they have value. So yeah. they're going to help you out as well. Mm. But you have to understand that they're a big part of my life. And Where if, I leave, if, yeah. I, yeah, if I leave anything to slide, 100%. Um, it's not going to work out. 100%. I like that. Oh, I, word, like 100%. That. I feel that in my soul. I needed that this morning. I needed Me too. That. I feel that in my soul. Tell it to all the guys out there. Tell uh, them. Oh. Tell them. <laughs> that is my own purpose. That is true. It's true. Yeah, I think, I think. That. That that works on a on a um, a male and female relationship. Oh yeah, a, a romantic relationship, but also just also normal friendships. friendships. Yeah, you know? yeah, that actually. This is sense. this is the thing that's happening right now in my life that's really important, and just your little two pens that you throw in to assist me and and keep my headspace focused on what I'm doing. It, it helps. It goes a long way. I, I hear yeah. it. Yeah, I do hear it. Yeah. I thought I was crazy. 
No, what? because I'm thinking, like, me and you, Els, we have this quality time together now by doing this podcast and we're supporting each other in it. Yeah. It, yeah. It's this like supporting it. you. So it's, yeah. I, and you're I, both, you're spending time, right? But you're both getting value out of it. Yeah. yeah. You're both putting value in, you're both getting value out. We were talking the other day about, about um, we were saying um, how, how doing the podcast and, and speaking to each other weekly, if not daily, it's good for both our mental health in terms of having someone there to talk to. But sometimes, obviously, all our conversations aren't about a podcast. We delve off into a hundred other things. Other things. And those are where the best conversations are. But we have that quality time where we have a friend, I have a friend to lean on, she has a friend to lean on. Mm. Um, and that works in in any relationship for anybody. Mm. Um, so it's just interesting that you, you mentioned that because I was thinking, I've been thinking that for many years. Um, and I thought I was going crazy. Maybe it's just me being weird, but it shows someone else. Someone else thinks the same way. I feel like you've been going crazy a lot, Elliot. Like I feel like you've been going crazy a lot, but I've, I keep realizing you're not crazy at all. I just feel like maybe you haven't noticed someone thinks the same way as you. Completely. I haven't met people that. Yeah, I haven't had a conversation with someone that thinks the same way I do. Yeah, that's all it is. And it's allowing yourself to find those people because, you know, for me, it wasn't until university that I like some of my closest friends are from university simply for that reason we are the way we think is very similar and we understand that we 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 we're driving for something that's greater than ourselves mm. but in order to do that it's going to mean sacrifice do you understand and if anything i'm one of the people that try not to sacrifice and try to do and have everything because I don't want to offend. But let me tell you something, yeah, especially turning, <laughs> I turned 28, yeah, a couple weeks back now. And that little period there, I don't know, it's like a light bulb has gone off, but it's just made me recognize that you're, you're gonna have to, basically, kind of what you were saying earlier, I kind of felt like, mm, am I doing the right thing, da, 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 whatever. But you know what? I have to try this out for me. I don't want to have a regret. I don't want to be like in future. Oh, if I just done da, 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 da. like it's, not, it's social time. I have appreciated having, you know, more conversation, quality conversation, which I had anyways, but with wider, wider people. Elliot, you and I have got very um, close yeah. over this time. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? crazy, and crazy. Through things that happen, but again. It was allow it's, it's allowing ourselves to find those people even in the spaces that we're in because had we not it. had some of those convos we might not have do you know what i mean yeah, 100%. um but then for people that don't get it it's okay it's okay and you can still spend time with them but don't make them run your time don't make them make you feel like mm. oh we've got to do this this amount of time you're thinking i can't commit to that i hear, I hear that it. and 